Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And before we get started, I wanted to remind you that I have started a job portal on my website at medicalsalescertificationprogram.com slash jobs. So if you go there, you're going to be able to see current uh, openings for medical sales positions. Now, that list is relatively short right now. Uh, I just finished the employer side of things. So if you are an employer or if you are you work for a company, that uses job boards and things like that to promote, to promote open positions. Uh, please, if you would be so gracious, connect me with them or, or connect them with me, whoever, whoever manages that, because, uh, also on the website, you can go to, uh, medical sales certification program.com slash posted job. And that is going to be an employer, uh, portal to be able to post all the information that they want in this job that they're looking for. And it's a lot of, you know, multiple choice questions. What is the title of the job? What is the location, uh, the full job description? How do they want to be notified for job applicants? Things like that. And so that is a place where they can actually log in to my website and uh, post whatever job that they want to land on my job portal. And then I'll connect with them and confirm the the receipt of that job and that will be posted to my job board. So if you're looking for uh, medical sales reps to hire, that is also the other end of it. It, uh, You can go on the website and apply directly. So I would encourage you to do that. Right now it's free. Uh, It is going to be a paid option for employers to post jobs in the future. But as I'm getting it up and running uh, for at least, you know, the next a uh, short period of time. I haven't set specifically when, but it's totally free to post a job right now. It won't always be free, so make sure you do that if you know earlier rather than later if you're looking to post a job to find uh, medical sales reps. So check that out if you haven't done so yet. That is kind of the next project that I am working on that I think can be a big factor and a big help not only for uh, the sales reps that are looking to get hired, but also the companies that are looking for qualified candidates early on, especially in their career. So uh, check that out at the uh, at the website. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I got. So please enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And this is one that I've been asked to do this one for a while, so I apologize for the people that have asked me to talk about this in particular. But I'm getting to it today, so hopefully uh, better late than never. Uh, What I want to talk about is how do you stand out as an associate sales rep? Because, and well, I guess there's obviously the the reason why this is important. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to tell you. It, uh, it should be uh, very obvious that the reason you want to stand out as an associate sales rep is that hopefully you're going to be able to make a name for yourself, uh, develop a reputation, uh, develop the confidence in the people that promote associate sales reps to territory managers so that you can be the person that's in line to get that next territory. And um, So yeah, I guess hopefully it's patently obvious why you would want to do that. Uh, You would get paid more. All of the all of the reasons why we get into this job are to be great at it and to advance and to make more money and to improve our status in the company, etc. So, talking about being great and standing out as an associate sales rep, and I'll just call them ASRs from here on out to make it easier on me. An ASR is an associate sales rep, right? There's a couple of things, and I've been 
I mean, I've got a lot of ideas and hopefully this won't be too long of an episode, but I think in short, it comes down to a combination of humility and confidence. And <laughs> like it might seem like those are contradictory, but that finding the blending, finding the blend of humility and confidence is so much of life in general, but especially as an associate sales rep, that that's just what you have to find. And I don't, I mean, I'm going to give you thoughts, tips, ideas, things that I have thought about when I was an associate sales rep, things that I would recommend you think about. But finding that blend of humility and confidence is, I think, the key. Because you need a certain level of confidence to not only be good at the job, but also give the people in front of you that do the hiring confidence that you know what you're doing and feeling good about you. And um, really their confidence increases as you show them your confidence, which probably inevitably leads to confidence and competence, right? Um, Those are the two most important things that I think you should take away from this. Let's start with humility on the first part, okay? When you're in ASR, just to be clear, the accounts are not your accounts. And I, it seems like a lot of ASRs that I've talked with and I've been around, they, they get the ASR, the ASR role, they become a, a, an associate sales rep, and as soon as they feel like they've learned their product and that they can go manage customers on their own, they start to pretend like the accounts are their accounts, like the customers are their customers. And they're not. One of the biggest ways that you can stand out is showing a certain level of humility and respect to your territory manager, regardless of if you think they're in the right or the wrong. Now, I think I'm fortunate to have worked for uh, good territory managers in the past when I was coming up and... Um, you know, I may ha- I may have thought or had you know certain situations where I thought I was better than them or I would have done things a different way, but I still had confidence in them and I, I felt like they were doing a good job training me and they were giving me enough freedom and and whatnot that I didn't have huge complaints. So I feel for the ASRs that are working under territory managers that they think suck at their job, but that's where the humility has to come into play. That first of all, don't be so confident that you know what you should be doing at each turn. Don't be so confident that you think, I know what's best to do with this customer. Because maybe you don't. The reality is that when you're an associate sales rep and you're early in the job, there are a lot of things and aspects to the job that you're not thinking about. And there's just no other way to put it into context. You, I, when I was an associate sales rep, I didn't have a whole lot of responsibility selling product early on, okay? Uh, I, I didn't see our sales numbers, final sales numbers every single month. I didn't see them every year. Like I I would understand, you know, I knew what our gross sales were at the end of the year, but I, I didn't necessarily get every single sales number to comb through it every month. And quite simply, my responsibility was different than the territory manager's responsibility. And that's okay. Like I had a role to play. And that is another aspect to the humility thing where, Regardless of what you want to do in your career, like, I'm going to be the best. Like, you're so ambitious. Like, I am going to be the man. I'm going to be the territory manager. I'm going to win rep of the year. I'm going to be president's club. I'm going to have the biggest territory. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Got it, got it. 
you have a role to play when you are starting out. And this, I mean, I, I hate to use the analogy, but it <laughs> hopefully it doesn't go uh, in one ear and out the other in sports, right? And we'll just use college baseball, for instance, because that's what I played and that's where I feel like I can hopefully make the uh, connection work best. When freshmen, in particular freshmen, but also I would include sophomores in there, when you come in as a young person and you're early in your career as a a college athlete, um, even if you are a good player, you are a role player. You have a role to play. And you knowing your role is one of the most important things you can do to actually become somebody that people like, that trust, they trust, that they have confidence in on the team. Like, regardless of if you think you're great, your job is to pay your dues and play your role. Now, in in your free time, you're going to work hard. You're going to work your ass off. You're going to go in the cage. You're going to work on your swing. You're going to find where your weaknesses are in your swing. You're going to maximize your strengths. You're going to, you know, do additional fielding practice to improve that. You're going to throw a long toss to strengthen your arm. You're going to do all the things that you should be doing to make yourself better. But you also have to understand, I've got a role to play. I'm not the one that gets the interviews at the end of the game. I'm not the one that gets the write-up in the papers. I don't get to have my image on the side of the, of the uh, building or, you know, front page of the program. Like, sorry. At some point, yes, you will have that opportunity. But have some respect for the people that came in front of you. Have some respect for the people that have been there two, three, four years. And in the same way, when you're an associate sales rep, have some respect for the territory manager that's in front of you. Like, regardless of what you think you know about them, you don't really know the effort that they've put in. You don't really know all the ins and outs of the decisions that they're making. Like, why am I doing this? I should be doing that. Well, you don't have the full context of running the territory. You didn't get the phone call from their boss, right? Your territory manager's boss that morning at 5.30 a.m. saying, get your shit together. We're behind on our numbers. Like, make, make it happen. Do whatever you have to do. Like, you're not getting those phone calls. So you don't have context for all the decisions that go down in a territory. So that's why it's not that you're a passive person and you just take whatever is given to you and you just get run over. Obviously, you can go too far in one direction. But you also have to appreciate and understand that they're making decisions. Territory managers are making decisions with a broader context of what's going on. They're trying to guide the ship. And you... A lot of times as an associate sales rep, you're not really required or expected to do a lot of selling early on. Now, obviously, it comes down to the products you're selling, the type of products. You know, if, if it's a very clinical sale, if there's a lot of post-sale commitments and service, like if you're selling a surgical product and you have to go into surgery. But th- like that's my context, at least for the scope of this conversation. I'll try to make it applicable for everything else. But like, let's just say you're selling a surgical product. A lot of your responsibility as an associate sales rep early on is simply to go into surgery and cover the surgeries that your products are being used in so that your territory manager doesn't have to do it so that they can go manage other things. Like that's why you're hired because there's enough business at this point to support you and or make sense of hiring you. And so you need to go manage that business so the territory manager can go grow business elsewhere. Ultimately, um, Your responsibility as an associate sales rep is to make the job easier on the territory manager. 
regardless of what you think about them, regardless of if you plan on taking their job in the future, like, like I get it, but you can't be operating that way. You can't act like it's your territory. You can't act like it's your customers. When customers would come to me with questions on pricing, with questions on things, like unless it was very clear that I had the authority to make a call on something, I would always defer to the territory manager. Like, hey, no problem. You're going to have to talk to my boss about that. He makes those decisions, right? Is it, like, do I want to make those calls? Yeah, sometimes. But at the same time, like, I don't have the full context for deciding, well, what, what type of pricing? Hey, you know, customers asking for better pricing. What do I tell them? Like, okay, there's, you're going to have to defer those, those questions. But that also gives confidence to the territory manager that, hey, this person isn't trying to be me. They're, they understand that they have a role to play. And at some point, yes, okay, like if I'm the territory manager and I hire an associate rep, right? Like, let's just say real time right now, um, hopefully I can continue growing this business to the point where it makes sense that I would have to hire an associate rep under me. I expect that person to know their role, to appreciate the effort that I've put in to get to the business, get the business to where it's at right now. I appreciate, I, I am asking them to appreciate the number of years that I've put into this business and the context with which I'm making decisions on what they do on a daily basis, on what I do on a daily basis, on what's most important for the territory, etc. If I'm rank ordering what's most important, if a territory manager sits down and rank orders the most important things in his territory, and an associate rep that works under them sits down and rank orders the most important things in the territory, I guarantee you, if they're answering independent of each other, they would have vastly different answers on what's most important. Like in the first year, maybe even longer than that, like I thought the majority of the job was you go into surgery and you cover cases and you understand your product and you understand your competitor's product and you understand the procedures and you help the doctors get through their procedures. That was like 90% of my job. And like, well, like that's like 80% of the job. And then I had 20, uh, let's say 15% of the job was actually just setting up the upcoming cases so that they would go well. And then like 5% is like business and selling and, you know, making some calls every now and then. But you realize pretty quickly once you understand your product, you understand the procedures, you understand how the territory is run, you understand better how you need to kind of navigate and manage the business on a, a daily and weekly basis, that the priorities of what it takes to do well and to last and to continue growing a territory is far different than what you think it is early on. And the priorities are going to change. And so you're going to recognize as you get older in the business how the priorities are different for the territory managers than especially the early on sales reps, the early associate sales reps, where they just don't have the context of what's most important. So, um, I don't know. I hope that at some level communicates kind of the humility aspect. Look, even if you think you're going to be the guy or the gal in the future, you have a role to play early on. And fundamentally, your role is to not make them hate you. <laughs> like, like they're going to get pissed if you try to more or less take over as the territory manager when you're the associate sales rep. If they start finding out that you're making decisions and you're making calls that they should be making with, cust with your customers as a territory manager, they're going to be pissed. 
Okay, That's not your job. That's not your responsibility. That's not your role to play at this time. When you get your own territory, yes, you then have the authority to make those calls. You don't have the authority to do that as an associate sales rep. Your job is to make it very clear to the territory manager, number one, that you're competent. You know what you're doing. You know your product. They can trust you to be alone with customers. They don't have to be holding your hand all the time, number one. Number two, you make it very clear to them that you know your role. Hey, look, I understand this is your territory. I'm not trying to take over your territory. I don't have, I'm not confused in thinking that I'm the man now. I understand this is your territory. I'm here to help you grow it. I'm here to play my role. And hopefully in the future, I'll have an opportunity to do the same thing that you're doing somewhere else. But I understand my role here and now. That is how you have to operate. And um, inside the context of making it operating like that. The other thing is, I wanted to ask as few questions as possible to my territory manager. So, like, let's just take the context of uh, surgical sales and you are selling a product in surgery. I wanted to make sure that the only time I was asking a question was when it was like absolutely necessary. Like, I am not asking questions that I can find on a quick Google search. I'm not asking questions that I can go to our company's website and look up the product brochures and figure it out. I ask as few questions as possible. Even if I don't know the answer, I am not asking the territory manager if I can find it out myself. I'll take the extra time to do the search on my own to figure out the answer so that I don't have to ask him. Why? Because I want that person to trust me that I know what I'm doing, to have the confidence that you know, at some level, maybe falsely, like, man, this, this associate sales rep knows everything. Like, all of his cases are going well, and he's never asking me anything. Well, I might be scrambling over on my end, trying to, like, figure out what are the answers to these things. But the perception is that I know what I'm doing, and I'm not asking questions. Like, trust me, you do, if you're going to pick one end of the spectrum, don't be the person that is constantly asking, hey, what sizes do we have of this? Hey, what are the dimensions of this? Hey, which screw size, do, which drill bit do I use with these sizes of screws? Any question like that, that you can find out on your own, do not ask your territory manager. Like, you're just, you're advertising that you're not resourceful, number one. And number two, you're not willing to put in the work to figure it out, which I guess are kind of the same thing. Either way, they are not going to have confidence in you to go put you in more difficult cases in front of their more difficult customers if you're always asking them questions. You want them to feel good about you. You want them to be like, holy shit, I gave this guy or gal, you know, six cases to do on their own this week. I didn't get a single phone call throughout those cases to try to, you know, asking questions about what they're supposed to do. Now, I understand there are going to be situations where you might have to make a phone call to them. You might have to ask them, hey, I'm not sure what to do in these types of situations. What should I do? Like, that's appropriate. But anything that you can figure out on your own, you should be doing. Because that gives them confidence in you. It makes them feel like you know what you're doing. When you do that, like, what is, what's the, uh, the old adage? Like, to, uh, to whom who's given much, much is asked of them. I don't know. I'm going to butcher this right now, mid-podcast, which is fine, because um, we're just going to roll with it. The, uh, the adage is something to the effect of, 
the more competent you are, the more opportunities you're going to have. The better things go with you on your own as an associate sales rep, the more opportunities you're going to get. And you want those more opportunities, trust me. Even if you feel like you're working longer hours, even if you feel like you're not being appropriately compensated at the time, don't worry about that. Like You'll get compensated later. Take the experience up front. Take the experience over the money up front. And the way you're going to get better experience is by being more competent. Like For the most part, across the board in medical sales, if you're competent and you know what you're doing and your territory managers have confidence in you, you're going to have opportunities. You're going to be able to show that you know what you're doing. Okay? That is vitally important. You know, like my territory manager would say, hey, you're going to cover this total shoulder replacement. You have any questions? Nope. Got it. You're going to be able to get all the stuff there? Yep. Don't worry about it. Like, I understand. Okay. Like, even if I'm not confident at that, at that point in time, I'm like, shit, I've got a total shoulder. That's going to be like, you know, four, five, six trays that I've got to look through and make sure I have every single instrument. I've got to look through the two to three bins of implants and make sure I've got multiple of each size. Like, that might feel overwhelming. But what do I tell them? Absolutely. Not a problem. Got it. Why? Because I need them to have confidence in me that I know what I'm doing. That they can give me those types of responsibilities. Because I also have confidence in myself that once I do it once, it's going to be easier the second time and the third time and the fourth time. And I'm going to get better. That's where the confidence comes in. Yeah, I'm, I'm humble, right? I'm, I'm not trying to pretend that I run the territory. I'm not trying to pretend that I know better. I'm not trying to pretend that I can make better decisions or that I'm going to take over their territory or, you know, it's not going to be long and I'm going to have your accounts. Like, no, 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 absolutely not. I know my role. And part of my role is showing you that I'm confident that I know what I'm doing. And you can give me difficult cases. You can give me a lot of responsibility. The more things that I can be successful in without having problems, without having errors, without having to call them, the more responsibility I'm going to be given. That's a good thing. You want that. Even if you're not being compensated right now, that's a good thing. Because that's the other that's the other factor that I think plays in here that people think like every single increased unit of responsibility should be an increased unit of income or compensation. Like, no, it shouldn't. First of all, no, it shouldn't. I think that's crazy. When you're an associate sales rep, like, trust me, in your first year, you're not going to make any more money than what you were told at the very beginning. You should be trying to pile on as much responsibility as you can. You're not being paid on potential. People don't want to pay on potential. I'll just tell you right now. You know what potential really means? You haven't done shit. <laughs> like, that's what potential means. Nobody wants to pay on potential. Hey, I know I know my stuff. I should be paying, getting paid more. No, 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 no. You're paid on results. You're an associate rep and you've been at it for a year. You haven't bitched one time about your compensation and you've been taking on more and more responsibility and nobody has to ask you, hey, do you know what you're doing? Hey, are you good for this case? There's not a single surgery that you can't do. You'll get compensated. Like, relax. You'll get compensated. Don't worry about that. Take the responsibility. Prove that you know what you're doing. Prove that you can manage more responsibility. That's that's your role as a territory, as a, an associate sales rep. Um, hopefully that communicates uh, more or less kind of my thoughts on that. I'm trying to brainstorm as I drive along if there's anything else that I feel like I should share. 
but I think that's, I think that more or less exhausts it. If I can kind of put it in a summary, you, you understand as an associate sales rep that at some point you want to be a territory manager. Okay, I get it. The territory manager that hires you also understands that every associate sales rep wants to be a territory manager at some point in time, or at least most of them do. I mean, I've, I've met a few that don't want to be, but they're no longer in the business. I, they just didn't want to do it. That's fine. Pretty much every single associate sales rep wants to be a territory manager. And the territory manager knows it, right? Like at some point when I hire an associate sales rep, I'm going to recognize like, yeah, at some point they're probably going to want to run their own territory. They're probably going to want a piece of my territory or I'm going to lose them to somewhere else because they're good enough to do it because they have the re, you know, the responsibility, they've developed the reputation, they proved that they can manage it, etc. And so there's a little bit of a yin and yang or a tension of I don't want to lose this good sales rep, but I also understand that that's the role, that's kind of the trajectory that they want to be on. All that I expect out of the associate sales reps that are ever going to work for me is that they know their role while they're working for me. I'm not going to hold them back. I'm not going to try to limit their career. When they are ready for a territory, I'm not going to intentionally try to slow them down or or give them bad reputation or, or say that they're not ready for it when I feel like they probably are, if they're good enough to be able to do it. All I expect is that while they're working for me, they're putting forth the effort that I expect out of them and that I gave as an associate sales rep. I expect out of them that they understand the role that they're playing. They're working for me. Okay. You as an ASR, you're working for them. You're not taking their job. Now you might end up taking their job down the road, but they're not going to go to bat for you ever. If you're giving them the inclination that, that you're trying to take their job, they're never going to go to bat for you. But they will if you've proven that, yes, you're capable and competent and confident, but you're also, you've had the humility to not try to take their job. They might even give you a part of their territory. Like, true story is before I moved to Arizona, um, the territory manager that I was working under, he didn't want to lose me, and he offered to give me two of his accounts so that he didn't lose me in this area. Now, I didn't take it. I ended up going to Arizona, but that can happen. Now, maybe not with the territory man. Not every territory manager is going to operate that way. I understand that. But if you want to make the biggest impact, if you want to stand out, like there's more people than your territory manager that are going to see what you're doing. People talk. Territory managers talk. People share associate sales reps as needed. Like, hey, I need help covering this case. Is your ASR over there in the other territory next to mine? Is he or she free? Can they help me today? Like, as long as you're competent and you know what you're doing, like try to become the person that people want to have help them and you'll have opportunities come your way. So focus on that as an, as an ASR, make yourself better every single day, but don't lose sight and don't lose sight of the reality and lose the understanding that you have a role to play as an associate sales rep. And that role is different when you become a territory manager. And so don't try to play the territory manager role as an associate sales rep. Don't try to be territory manager B. You know, you've got the A territory manager and the B territory. You're now the B territory manager as an associate sales rep. Don't do that. Play your role. Make yourself better. Take on as much responsibility as you can. 
make people think and then eventually know that you know what you're talking about, that you can be trusted, that they have confidence in you and good things will happen for you down the road. So hopefully that um, encompasses, for the most part, my thoughts on how to stand out as an ASR. So hopefully this was helpful for you. If you have questions, obviously uh, reach out to me directly about this. If you are in a situation that you feel you know, maybe doesn't fit the mold or you're concerned about the way people are handling you or whatnot, obviously you can reach out to me. Uh, you know how to find me. Um, anyway, thank you guys for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode.